Hi all, and welcome to the first UMC podcast. I'm Nikki. And I'm Wayne. We're here to talk to you and with you about spirituality and faith, church and community. Every other week we are going to be here answering questions, sharing interviews, and just having fun. We're located in Auburn, Indiana, but we have no clue where each and every listener may be joining from. So no matter who you are or where you are, you're welcome here and we hope you're ready to learn and grow with us. We are so glad you're here. All right, everyone, we are starting this segment and we're calling it, we don't really know what, quick Q&A updates slash whatever. Um, So each episode, we're going to try and think of something interesting or neato that's been going on in our lives and share that with you. So this this time we want to share our gratitudes and Wayne's going to tell us what he's been grateful for. So one of the things that I've been grateful for, for the past couple weeks anyways, is just we've had a lot of sunshine. (laughs) And honestly, I am so thankful for that. I don't know about other people, but waking up in the morning and having the sun just gets me energized, ready for the day. I have so much more just motivation to do things Mm -hmm. when the sun is shining. And my other thing that I'm really just grateful for, too, is um, the opportunity that I had to, you know, preach this Sunday um, so I'm always thankful that I do have the opportunity to do that here, and I always get so much out of that experience whenever I'm preparing a sermon. So just really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, and I'm going to piggyback off of yours because sunshine is also making me super happy because um, it just it just changes how you feel in the morning. And even with the light being somewhat there, it's like, oh, yeah, I can get up, and it's a new day versus just like a curtain of darkness, um, which don't get me wrong, winter has its place. It's great, but sunshine is good. Um, Also, it's been hilarious to me to see, you know, we're in northeast Indiana, to see so many people, like, it's 35 degrees. I'm not wearing a coat today. I'm wearing sandals. Like, it's not that warm, but I'm pretending like it is. Um, So I've been grateful for that, too. Uh, I've also been super grateful for um, some new hobbies. So I forget if I told everyone last time, but I am expecting pretty soon, and uh, in four or five weeks upwards of seven if this child is stubborn like it's big sister um I will be having uh, my second child and I've been nesting and making lots of little um like pieces of art things around the house so I've been able to be really creative lately and I'm always grateful for um space to create and for sunshine to do that in because it makes painting easier because you can actually see what you're doing (laughs) so there's always a lot of stuff to be grateful for even if it's hard. So I guess just a word of encouragement. Take some time. Think about just one thing you're really grateful for, even if it's just for this next breath. Um, Because we all have things that can put a smile on our face if we just dig a little bit. Speaking of things to be grateful for, this episode we get the chance to do an interview with one of our congregants. And so we're grateful to have Bob Collins here and to kind of get to know and learn more about him. So Nikki is going to do a bit of an intro and bio for Bob so that we have a better idea of of who he is, and then we'll ask him some more questions and just get to know more about him. Yeah, so Bob was gracious enough to send us a bio, so I'm going to read to you all what he shared with us. Bob is a DeKalb County native. He comes from a family of 12 children, six boys and six girls, Now, I would love to know how your parents struck such equality. Um, He is the youngest of the first six, so right in the middle. He's married to Bonnie, 
uh, for 35 years. Uh, she is wonderful as well. They have three grown children, seven grandchildren. He has lived here um, in Auburn, this area, his whole life. He graduated from Eastside High School in 1973. And then he worked as a, worked as general labor for Riki Corporation for five years before going through the tool and die apprenticeship. And he received um, his machinist certificate in 1979. He stayed there until the late or until late 1995. So he worked there for about 22 and a half years, and then he started Ivy Tech State College in 1993. Graduated summa cum laude in 1997, which is a big deal. Uh, with an associate's, associate's degree in manufacturing technology while working full-time and helping Bonnie, his wife, to raise three children, which I only have one right now, and that is not easy. So, then he went to work for Nucor late in 1985, worked in the tool room for another 22 and a half years. So after spending 45 years in manufacturing, he decided to retire in February of 2018. He's a member of our church here, Auburn First UMC, and we are super duper happy to have him. Some of his hobbies include volunteering, hunting, fishing, keeping honeybees, running his sawmill, woodworking, making wine, making maple syrup, um, jack of all trades. Maybe we should call him Bob of all trades. Like, <laughs> legit. Um, yeah, and he and his wife Bonnie own, a, own and operate a small vineyard. I have not yet been able to try the wine because I have been with child, but I am eagerly awaiting <laughs> getting to try it. Um, so that's just a little bit about Bob. Um, yeah, so we're going to dive in deeper and get to hear from the man himself. Well, looking at your bio, Bob, I mean, there's just so much stuff here. Honestly, I wish my life was half as interesting as I feel like <laughs> your life is and has been. But, I mean, I'm just curious. So you and Bonnie own and operate a small vineyard. I mean, that's not something that people just, like, decide to do one day. So I'm just curious, what made you and Bonnie decide that that's what you wanted to do? Or kind of where does that passion and interest come from? Well, well part of it was... Uh, Bonnie's cousin is Dennis Kepler, which is a member, and that's oh, Wendy, yeah. the members here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had an opportunity and talked to a gentleman and and uh, kind of brought this endeavor up. And, and he said, hey, Bob, he says, uh, hey, how would you like to go into uh, the wine business and, and have a vineyard? Uh, people are looking for more grapes, and and uh, one of the vineyard or one of the wineries was looking to have uh, expand. So mm-hmm. to expand, you have to have more produce. Mm-hmm. And he had property, I had property, I had equipment, and uh, was able to help each other. And, and my son, along with his wife, uh, got involved in it as well. So we started putting a plan together. We went to uh, several of the wineries and said, hey, this is, we're looking to grow grapes what are good varieties that, that you can utilize, and then mm-hmm. we started going from there. And it, and it was a, a pretty good process to lay the vineyard out and have the equipment to put the post in and the wires and the plants and mm-hmm. uh, the logistics on it. And it's it's kind of kind of like a baby. You just get it started, mm-hmm. and it takes three years before it starts to even mature a little mm-hmm. bit. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of work involved up to that point and uh, I thought it would be a, a good hobby uh, for the idea of that I would have some kind of an exit plan uh, for when I retired. 
So, and that happened about uh, three, four years prior to my retirement. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the timing works out well, because I'm like, you already gave us some wine, so mm-hmm. <laughs> this puppy's mm-hmm. been going. And I've always found it's so interesting, like, the balance of projects like that, like, stuff you can start and finish, like, pretty quickly, but then there's those things, and um, Bob also is a beekeeper, so is my husband, Aaron, and, like, that's the thing, you start it, but you've got to wait for those girls to do what they got to do, because if you didn't know, honeybees are all girls, the guys are just to help the queen lay more eggs. That, so. And that's the whole purpose of them on that. <laughs> yep. Other than eat honey and, and fly around. And that's yeah, and they, get, <laughs> yep, and they get kicked out for winter. And, and another cool thing about bees, the drones, the males, they don't have stingers. So um, Aaron saw a beekeeper who was teaching one of his classes put the drone in his mouth. And he was like, it's okay, because he can't get stung. Correct. But the class was freaking out. But Aaron already knew ahead of time, so yeah, of course he, he was unfazed. He would not do that with one of the females. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would not be good. <laughs> that would not be a smart thing to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's so neat. And I'm not a very patient person, so waiting mm-hmm. for that would drive me nuts. But I'm glad there are patient people. And I love the, like, collaborative process, like you said, of, like, talking about the, mm-hmm. you know, the companies that needed that produce and being mindful and partnering with them and, and asking them, like, what would be beneficial and that it was, again, you had relatives and friends. And so that was just really cool. And mm-hmm. one of the nice things there, too, is that it gave us information that they already had that we didn't have to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. uh, to learn what they already knew and they was able to, and willing to share that information with us as well. Yeah. That, that'll preach. Yeah. Don't have to reinvent it. Wayne says all the time, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> well, and that's, I'm going off on a rabbit trail again, but I had no idea how many um, vineyards there were in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in pretty central Indiana, and even though it was a suburb, there were still corn, like, you know, corn, soybeans. That's what I think of when I think of Indiana. But then I came up north, I'm like, where are all these wineries doing up here? Um, I'm not complaining. It just no. was surprising. And the wineries have just... Uh, become relevant here in the last uh, four or five years mm-hmm. as far as that goes uh, we had like three of them open up in in one year uh, that's so that's, yeah it's it's nice and it's mm-hmm. nice to get in on the ground floor if that's a, the case mm-hmm. yeah well we're going to transition a little bit um into our uh welcome questions so Wayne and I did these last time but we're gonna we're gonna put Bob in the strangely warm seat today um, and you guys can't see us, obviously, but we, um, we're sitting in a room that has some beanbag chairs and stuff, and we're not sitting in those, but yet. Uh, not yet, <laughs> but that may happen at some point. So you never know what our strangely warm seat is going to be. But Bob, we're just going to ask you five kind of quick questions. So whatever your gut reaction is, just give us, give us that, okay? Okay. And these are just to be, um, just to be fun. So number one, what brings you joy? Sunshine. Mm-hmm. It's a common theme. Uh, what's your favorite holiday? Easter. Mm. It's coming. <laughs> I know. It's coming. It's, coming. <laughs> it's like whatever the closest holiday is, I'm like, yes, that one. <laughs> what is the phone app you use the most? Probably Google. Google, yeah. Yeah. I forget what we said. I was Facebook. You were Facebook. I probably said Instagram. Or your pictures or something. Something, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, oh, you go. Sorry. What superpower would you want to have? Flight. Why flight? Mm. Well, because you get a bird's eye perspective of, of everything that's going on around instead of just sitting on the ground and seeing what's what's close to you. You get up in the air, you can obviously see a, a broader broader picture. 
That's now, true. with that being said, whatever goes up must come down. <laughs> so, so that may or may not be yeah. the, the ideal situation. Yeah, see, that was my fear with that because I've had those dreams before where, like, I can fly and I can come back down and then I can't control and I just keep going up. I'm like, I don't want to fly up into space. Is landing another superpower? <laughs> That's yeah. the question. We need to interview a pilot and ask them. <laughs> All right, and then the last one. If you didn't do what you do, what would you do? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that I do already, right. so, so I, that, that makes it pretty tough, but... Uh, yeah, we should have said, what does Bob not do? Right. <laughs> that might have been easy. <laughs> well, I do a lot of things just so that I can learn how to do them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that goes. Uh, but what would I not do, or what would I do? Yeah, like, well, is there anything that, like, you think or you dream, like, oh, like, maybe I could have or would have done that, but... It just never happened, or that's not the way your life went, or... Uh, no, because I'm willing to try about anything, I mean, <laughs> as far as I go. So uh, if, if I get an opportunity, I mean, I'm here, aren't I? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, this is, is something, true. Something, something that I, yep. would, I would not do would be in, probably an interview. We're <laughs> turning Bob into a podcaster. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, yeah, those are just, those are just fun little... Little things, but put you on the spot, but not too much. So and my seat is strangely warmed. <laughs> just so you know that. <laughs> See, well, I know there's it's a it's a good like rush of nerves. Um, I remember, I think it was after my first or second sermon when I like got to my first church, and my SPRC chair who. Um, He's, he's such an awesome guy, but he never flinched. Like, he was always very, like, serious, and he crossed his arm and looked at me. He's like, you're never nervous, are you? I'm like, I'm nervous all the time. He's <laughs> really good, really good at hiding it. So, well, not all the time, but um, most of the time trying to be good at hiding it. So and that's where the Strangely Warm comes in. But, um, yeah, so now we're going to transition more into, I guess, the... Uh, the meat of the interview, our, our bigger questions, and just have a conversation because what we we asked Bob to to speak with us today, to talk with us today, because he is an integral part of our church here and this community. Um, he's a super awesome person, and one of our goals with this podcast is to help our church and our community get to know each other better. Um, this pandemic has been such a weird time of isolation. And even if folks have known each other for a long, long time, there's still some of that disconnect that happens. So we wanted to let him speak um, for himself about some of these things so you can get to know him and, uh, and we can grow our community a little bit. So we'll just, we'll just walk through these. Um, so Bob, the first one, how did you come to faith? Can you tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Uh, I, I guess when I, when I first started, you know, I, I'm, did not grow up in the church, for mm-hmm. one thing on it, uh, and uh, my wife had, so she had been coming to this church for probably 35, 36 years mm-hmm. now, uh, probably ever since we uh, got married, and, uh, and she kind of prodded me here and prodded me there, and <laughs> and as, as most people do, or couples do that, you know, I don't want to go to church by myself, and, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why do I want to do this? I mean, it's Sunday morning, and, you know, <laughs> I've got other things I'd really like to be doing on mm-hmm. it. Uh, I don't know that much about the Bible, and and so I came a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, then I came a few more times, 
and and then I got a little bit more interesting things that the preachers uh, may have said or didn't say, you know, intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And so then I started reading the Bible on occasion, and and uh, so then I started thinking, well, maybe there's more to this than what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how my faith got started. Yeah. I think that's just a really, like, just a beautiful journey, but, you know, sometimes it's just a natural thing, like, kind of God just draws you in, and we talk about that, and kind of like, yeah. Your heart is strangely warm. Yeah. Well, 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 trust me, trust me. I was screaming and kicking a lot of the time, there, so was having to go and everything on it. But, but you That's know, also normal. It, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, probably, I found out it was more normal than I thought. But, mm-hmm. but even even so, I mean, that was that was kind of how it started for me. Yeah. Well, and I also like in your story, like there was curiosity there. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to pay attention and be like. You know, every single thought wasn't perfect. Um, well, get, Lord knows that, that was never, that yeah. was never the case. So. <laughs> well, and I, I didn't grow up in the church either. And when I started going um, every other week when my parents separated, um, like most of the time I was like, oh, this is so boring. I don't want to be here. But, but there would always be like something that would kind of get mm-hmm. my wheels turning. Um, so, yeah, I just love, it seems like a not super exciting story, but two of us in this room have that story. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Maybe we overlook that sometimes, and mm-hmm. just asking a question can take you a long way. So that's really awesome. So then what are, speaking of your faith journey, what are some ways now that you connect with God? Uh, a lot of times when I am out standing in a tree stand and I'm hunting or whatever like that, and and the... Uh, Animals are not cooperating the way that I think they should. <laughs> so, so you get an opportunity to think and to enjoy nature. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the animals that I've seen that, that I'm not pursuing has just been phenomenal. Uh, and the only time you see them is when you're out there and setting quiet and, and you're, you're just watching and, and listening. They don't know you're there and... Mm-hmm. and you don't know they're there until they move or whatever. So that's kind of one of the things that that draws me to it. I could go hunting if that's what I did. Well, hunting is it's <laughs> one thing, you know, and, and the good thing about the hunting is not necessarily harvesting mm-hmm. as far as that goes. I mean, there's, yeah. I have been out there a lot more times when nobody showed up than mm-hmm. when they have. <laughs> yeah. As far as that goes. So you're there you're alone there with your thoughts and, and, and God and and, mm-hmm. and the uh, area and, and your senses around you and that type of stuff on it. So it's it's mm-hmm. a really good time for me there. That's awesome. That is really great. Because how I mean it's so hard for people to carve out time for stillness and solitude in, in your home or in I mean, Wayne and I work in a church, and still, it's hard. It's hard to sneak away and find a quiet, quiet spot for even like five minutes. So that's that's great, um, and that's one of the things I want to encourage people to do too. Is think about like what what are your hobbies? What do you do? And how can that also be a spiritual discipline? Mm-hmm. Like the two aren't ex- um, mutually exclusive. No, and you know when uh, having the vineyard that that mm-hmm. makes a, oh, yeah. a difference too. I'm out there and. And we have to prune the vines and everything in the springtime. And, mm-hmm. and I've been out there hours and hours and hours. And you have, you have plenty of time to think and, mm-hmm. and pay attention to what you're doing and, and how, how that works and really how much that relates to the Bible. 
as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. the vine there and you're, you're pruning and, and yeah. you know, some of these get thrown in the fire and some of them don't, even though there's nothing wrong with them. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. We're getting into deep theological territory. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. And that's why I love gardening for yeah. the same reason, because not only does it engage like so much of um, our whole senses, but it makes me think a lot about just that that nitty gritty work and that is that is the call of discipleship um that's what faith is like it's not the all these high mountaintop moments and all that stuff i mean you read like three chapters of the bible and you you know that but um we like to share highlights a lot of times not the other stuff well one of the things is too it it shows that you don't get there without the work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's and it's work every day it's work yep and so much of like jesus's teachings too are so like Aggregating, like it's just so much about growing and planting and mm-hmm. seeds, and like so. I just think having that touch of yeah, being connected to that and understanding that process like firsthand mm-hmm. probably really helps. Like when you hear those stories to understand like what Jesus really is talking about mm-hmm. versus sure. you know someone like me that I'm like I can't keep a plant alive for a day. <laughs> well, that's not true. You kept that succulent alive. I gave. I gave um, Wayne a succulent a few months ago. Is that it's because not... Parmer's drought tolerant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was only after Nikki, like, turned it around the right way because I had planted it upside down initially. <laughs> yes, you did put so... it upside down. No, that was the spider plant. Oh, that was upside the spider down, plant. And that right. did die. Yeah. That one we did lose. Um, so. But the succulent is still um, in there. And they stay green even when they're dying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me look good. Yeah, it makes me <laughs> Just we're trying to make sure there's plants in every window around here. Oh, that's funny. Well, you told us a little bit about why you first started coming because of Bonnie. Um, just another reason she's a great woman. But why <laughs> is it that you stay? Like, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the connection with Bonnie, why would you stay, do you think, at this church? Uh, I think part of it is the connection of, with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and the thing of it is, it's kind of like small towns. Mm-hmm. Is that if everybody moved away from a small town the small town dies. Mm-hmm. So if you move away from church, going to another church, or like that on it, then that church dies. And, and you're part of that, I feel, mm-hmm. lifeblood of that, that particular church. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, there again, it's part of the reason why I'm getting involved in the things that I do is because I want it to be a, a, a life-giving uh, area. I want it mm-hmm. to be good for everybody and that's why I stay uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I, I enjoy I enjoy the sermons I, do, I enjoy the fellowship I enjoy the, the people that that I I are with every every week mm-hmm. and it's that's why I stay mm-hmm. yeah. well and it, it makes me think back to what you said just a second ago too like you got to put in the work you put mm-hmm. in the work and, you put in the work. Yeah. and that's yeah. for anything you love you put in the work and it's that relationship and it grows and changes mm-hmm. um there's seasons to everything um and i don't we didn't highlight yet but bob has done a lot of different things and does a lot of different things in our congregation um currently he's he's the chair of our administrative council which is like the the big board for all the chairs to meet so we can kind of keep our ducks in a row um with the logistics of church and he helps on wednesday nights we've got a drive-through meal um, and we switched to that during the pandemic. Now, before it was just like an in, in-house meal and Bob mm-hmm. helped with that too. Um, 
You haven't led a small group yet, but we tried to get him to do one, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, and then yeah. the pandemic happened. So, <laughs> so we're getting so, there. So I was saved by the bell there. Um, Until the bell yeah. goes away. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah. But even so, you know, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, you, you, if you're led to do that, that's, that's one thing on it. And I guess a lot of it is... is uh, the self-confidence you have to have to be mm-hmm. able to do some of these other things. And there again, you know, you do those things so that you can learn to do them. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect at it the very first time, second mm-hmm. time, or third time even. Or, mm-hmm. or ever. Or ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, want, want to be great or anything like that. I just, I just want to do what works. Mm-hmm. What works. Well, and you, like, and I know you've expressed this a lot and and. I haven't been at this church super duper long, but the whole time I've been here, um, I've been bugging Bob about stuff, and uh, he just keeps stepping out. That's what you do. You keep stepping out, and you're honest about where you are and what you're thinking, and that, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't ask for anything more mm-hmm. um, in any area of our life. If we can be honest, be vulnerable, say, this is how I'm feeling, or this is what I'm thinking, we can work with that. We can talk to each other and grow um, together. We don't have to keep all that stuff um, to ourselves and freak out about it or or run away or any of that. Um, that's how we have each other. So. Well, running away never solved anything. Just yeah, just look at Jonah. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to get puked up on the shore by a fish, I mean, hey, <laughs> run, run yeah. away. Run yeah. away. See what that gets for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to smell good. No. But, yeah. And you know what? If you step out and something doesn't work and it's not the right fit, I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't, you know, take a step back mm-hmm. if it's not the right thing for you. And so... Yeah, sometimes I think we just got to let go of kind of that fear and just be more willing to step out mm-hmm. and, and see what happens and see if it does fit. Yeah. Yeah, just be curious. Keep chasing those thoughts. So. What do you love the most about this church, Bob? I think the diversity of the people mm-hmm. that we have here and uh, uh, the insights that a lot of the uh, the older people give me on it. You know, obviously we go to the, the first service, so we have some of the older congregation mm-hmm. there as opposed to the, the younger ones on it. But, but uh, well, that, that's just the way it is on it. But mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's, it's not, but it's the diversity of the people that, that we've got here and the enthusiasm that we, we have and we want to share and, and need to uh, promote. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I love that too. And I, I think... In a lot of churches, you can look at people like, oh, okay, they're pretty much the same. But until you start talking to folks, mm-hmm. you have no idea what their stories are. Um, and even if those outward appearances look pretty matchy-matchy, that's not always the case underneath. So, yeah. So, how has being a person of faith changed you and your life? And I think it's especially interesting. I mean, some people have been raised in the church, right? Mm-hmm. But especially for people like really all of us here, like if you haven't been raised in the faith, so how has your faith changed you and your life, would you say? Well, I, I think I've, I've always had the uh, mantra of that, you know, I could only depend on myself. Mm-hmm. Tough to depend on other people because mm-hmm. they always let you down. You know, mm-hmm. you sometimes even let yourself down. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I lean on God and Jesus Christ... They don't let me down. They may not, it may not go the way I want it to at times, <laughs> right. but they don't let me down. <laughs> yeah. 
mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that's how it's changed. Before I relied on what I felt totally on myself mm-hmm. and uh, without realizing or understanding at the time that uh, without Jesus Christ, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he gives me the gifts that I have that I'm able to share and, and opportunities for me. And he gives me opportunities Sometimes I grab the ring, sometimes I don't, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, but that's, that's the ebb and flow of everything for me. But yeah. that's, that's yeah. how it's changed for me. I rely more on, on God now than I ever did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't get baptized until I was 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for some people, that hey, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. You know, for that goes on it, you know. Uh, but on the other hand... I, I needed to be able to see for myself what it was and how it would affect me and how it helps me and, and how I can help God and other people and, and mm-hmm. that's that's how it's kind of changed for me. Yeah. And I hope it, I I totally believe that it will continue. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever path it's is I'm led down, so Yeah. That's awesome. I keep thinking like I'll have follow. I'm like, no, I just want Bob to keep talking. No, no, no. <laughs> please. please. <laughs> Sometimes they may talk too much. I don't think that's yeah, possible. Okay. I might talk too much. <laughs> but um, well, you kind of whoops, you kind of already alluded to this. But what do you love the most about God and your faith? What's your favorite thing? when I really feel that I can't do something myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that he's there mm-hmm. and whether whether you are, are uh, whether it's God or whether it's a higher power or or like Anne Lamont would say mm-hmm. you know um, it, it's something it's something greater than I am and mm-hmm. I know that that I can count on him mm-hmm. I, I, I just that's how I feel about it yeah, that's that's beautiful, and I'm glad you brought up Anne Lamott because there is something um, empowering about knowing that there's something bigger than just us. Because we're really, when you think about it, we're really tiny, mm. unstrong. That's that's not a word, but weak. it is now. Weak. People, <laughs> weak. That's <laughs> the word you're looking for. I'm looking for the word weak. <laughs> You know, in the grand scheme of things, we're such a small blue dot out there in the, mm-hmm. in the cosmos on it, as far as that goes. And, and uh, you know, it will always probably be that way. But, I mean, it's it's just awesome knowing that there's somebody out there that, or something, or mm-hmm. or whatever the higher power may be. Yeah. And and for me, it's, my name is, form is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. So. Man, if we could just get everybody to believe that, like, there is something, like, mm-hmm. bigger than you, like, you are not on your own, you are not alone. Oh, how I want every single heart and mind and soul to know and believe that. Because I think that would you know, I, change I, so one much. One of the things that I've, I've thought about here with this, this pandemic is, is that how did they come up with the vaccines? How did they come up with that? Well, I'm pretty sure that there was a higher some power somewhere that shown the people, scientists and and things like that, that 
said, okay, this is where it needs to go. They, God doesn't show everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are specific things that they, they know. Mm-hmm. Whatever has been done now or being done now has done before. Mm-hmm. I feel it has. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who it was shown to or, or whatever. My thought was, well, how did Isaac Newton figure out gravity? Yeah. Or any of that stuff. Or any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a higher power had to have shown that to him somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that curiosity and people people stepping into what, what they're good at, because we're all good at different things. And, I mean, thinking about... Um, uh, Isaac Newton gravity last night no two nights ago um my daughter Lucy who is two and a half I turned off her light and she goes where does the light go I'm like oh no oh no so <laughs> trying to figure out how to explain electricity and light bulbs and she's full of questions these days like everything has a family she wants to know where the ceiling fans family is um and I've told her that it, it's, it's a Menards yes and I was like all, all the appliances are our family um so I'm trying to explain electricity and where the light goes and and then I'm like well and Lucy so much has been invented from the beginning to now and you know we're here on like here's the beginning on one side and we're all the way down here and she goes oh that makes sense mama I'm like you're so sweet it doesn't make sense but it makes sense in her head um but just that having those moments to stop and think back about that it just like reminds me of how wonderful and amazing um just that it is that we can think and grow and learn um and connect the ways that we do and um, I remember my best friend, she uh, took a human anatomy class in college and learned about just how the eye is formed. And she's like, man, I don't even care what anybody calls it, but something was behind designing our bodies. Like, there's just too many things that go on um, for this not all to be like an amazing miracle. Um, so, yeah, looking through the eyes of my, my child again, I realized, yeah, there's a lot to be amazed by mm-hmm. that makes me feel so small but in a good way mm-hmm. yeah unstrong yeah. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well and like you said earlier bob too i think like whether we think about you know a lot of the things that have been discovered invented whatever it is that again these gifts that people have again they come from you know god and god inspires us inspires people and i think that's how yeah we come about a lot of these things and just being thankful and reminding ourselves of that is is important and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're almost done questioning you, Bob. <laughs> I realize we're near the end of our the, the seat is getting warmer. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been, and you kind of already mentioned the pandemic just mm-hmm. a minute ago, but what do you think has been the hardest part of this pandemic, um, this last year, basically for you? Dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. the unknown mm-hmm. and people that you look to don't know yeah unable to share yep. hearing information that is not true mm-hmm. unsure yep. of and so now you have to discern what is what is true what's right uh, yeah. and what to do and and what's right for you uh, so that is probably the, the most difficult thing mm-hmm. is anxiety yeah, I feel like that's probably a resounding yes for yeah. so many people throughout this pandemic. I'm like, just, yep, I totally feel all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anytime someone's like, well, this is what we should do, I'm like, I don't know. Like, oh, man, 
yeah, the anxiety is so, it's so real. And I, I wonder if we've, well, we haven't lived this generation, these generations have not lived through this before, but like, have we ever felt something like this for this prolonged of a time together? I don't know if it's so much of a prolonged time, but I, I remember back in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, polio vaccines, mm-hmm. when that was coming around. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't quite as... Of course, we didn't have uh, uh, news flashes and everything like that. You know, right. we barely had TV at the time, let alone <laughs> have an instantaneous news, mm-hmm. you know, about what it does and how many how many people had died from it and, and that type of stuff, you know, on ongoing four or five times a day, you know, type right. thing on it. So I, I think that is part of an issue. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there are some of those things that we don't need to know, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, we, we thirst for that that knowledge, that instantaneous right. uh, information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if I can't know, I should know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Whether, and the thing of it is, there's, there's so many places that gives you bad information. Mm-hmm. So that makes your anxiety level go up even more. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truer words. Now, the, <laughs> the, the, this is only my opinion, so. so. Yeah. Um, well, and sort of transitioning out of that, you know, we had a lot of goals and plans <laughs> and, and things like normal things and new things for our church in this last year, but or a year or so, but that couldn't happen. So going forward, I guess, what are your dreams for this church in the next year and beyond? Getting back to a semi-normal, where we were, where we can fellowship with each other on on uh, on Sunday and, and through the week. And, and my dreams for later on is that, you know, as we transition to this, getting back together and realizing that, you know, it, the church is not the church without the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what church it is; they're not right. the church without the people, and and our people are are loving and caring. And when we get an opportunity to uh, show our community mm-hmm. how much we do care and how much we can help them, and they can help us, and. Uh, we, we get an opportunity to just get out there and, and make it more now than mm-hmm. it was before. Yeah. Like it, like it should be. I mean, that was, that was what Jesus was all about in, in his community and, and uh, to share, share his love with and our love with each other and, and abilities to, to get us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there's one thing I hope we take away from this, it's just realizing how much we need each other and how much we should embrace every moment, every chance we're given um, to love and care, even if it's the smallest thing, because you never know when it's going to change. <laughs> That's the f- for sure, whether it's a phone call or a meal or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, what it is, just a smile that you, you may be brightening somebody's day without even realizing it. Yeah. And, uh, I really miss smiling at people. <laughs> I, I still really smile do. on it, but it's kind of a mute point with the mask. And, and you really have to like make your eyes do yeah, stuff, and smiles. then you look a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then then I look like there's something else wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you friendly or? <laughs> I'm not What's sure. wrong with you? <laughs> um, so, our, the last question that we have for you is if there was one message um, 
what would the message be, do you think, that God would want every person to know? I believe that he or she or whatever higher power it would be mm-hmm. would want you to know that you're loved mm-hmm. and that 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 is going to be universal and it doesn't make any difference who you are, mm-hmm. what color you are, what ethnicity you are. It's just the fact that he wants and would like for everybody just to get along. And uh, I was watching Jeopardy last night and Alex Trebek's thing there was mm-hmm. at the end of it there she says we're, we're, can be a kinder, gentler people and if we all do it one at a time mm-hmm. we'll get there. It seems so big, but it's really not. I mean, that's that's yeah. it. That's that's the core of it all. Is yeah, everyone to know that they are loved, mm-hmm. created for love, to be loved, to share love, capable of sharing the love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even if you don't think you are, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you just give it a chance, look inside your heart, and and I think that you you'll find that it may not turn on over right today mm-hmm. but somewhere along the line it will if you give it a chance mm-hmm. amen yeah I think Bob's the preacher now <laughs> no, no, no. sorry oh, no that was awesome well Bob thank you for all your time with us today um, this has been really fun and um, yeah I just this makes me excited um, I mean we get to be with Bob all the time I know that all of you wherever you're listening from whoever you are you you aren't but um i hope you will listen to the truth in these words because it's it's there for us mm-hmm. so thank you for joining us do you have any signing off I, I, messages signing off messages <laughs> <laughs> uh, one philosophical thing that I, I do have and like and i and i use this quite a bit and it was uh, a quote from pablo picasso of mm-hmm. all people on it and he says i do the things i cannot do so that i may learn to do them and anything new that you want to do, you need to try it. Mm-hmm. And if it's beneficial to you or to someone else, try it. You'll learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just loving someone else. Yeah. yeah. It's a good philosophy. Yeah. Just try. Other than that, my sermon's done. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should call these interviews, like, you're 10 minutes to preach. Yeah. Or whatever, however many minutes, I don't know. Um Well, again, thank you. This has been so great. And we're really looking forward to um, everybody hearing this. Well, you're hearing it right now. But I'm looking forward to this moment of recording to everyone hearing it um, and and how that will impact, impact your day. So for our next episode, we are going to be doing a Q&A. And if you would like to submit a question for those episodes, you can find that form on our website under the resources tab also if you just want to write in or have something you want to share with us you can write us at podcast at auburnumc.church but um, basically the whole next episode is going to cover the question that we got it's a pretty big question so it's going to take uh, a lot of processing so that whole episode will be on that Q&A and we're looking forward to it Thanks so much for joining us today, and make sure that you tune in for our next episode. You can find our podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you usually listen to your podcasts. 
If you can't find us, let us know. We would love to connect with you. And know that you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at First UMC Auburn. We also have a Facebook community that you can join called First UMC Online Community. And there you can connect with the church by participating in chats and discussion posts. You can share your prayers, thoughts, photos of your life, celebrations. Uh, We just want to get to know more about you. And uh, the purpose of this group is to grow in relationship with others, both online and then also with God. Um, Another great resource uh, for you is our website, auburnumc.church, where you can find more info on the ministries of our church, upcoming events, and lots of other fun things. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.